Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. What's going on? It's Langston Galloway. You know, your normal guest. Just here, kicks, and shit show. I'm like, I'm here. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby, episode 105 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Got our air horns, we're rolling, everybody's feeling good. It's summertime, the planet is in a heat wave. <laughs> Have you seen that clip of it's in the UK and they, they, do, they do a split? It's from the movie Don't Look Up where Jennifer Lawrence's character is basically telling the news anchors, they're like, no, we're trying to tell you that this stuff is going to kill you. And the news anchor is just like, yeah, we don't really do bad news here. It's like, okay. And then it cuts to literally in, in the UK. This, the, this, this guy's like, no, this is pretty bad. Like we haven't seen temperatures like this. They're records for a reason. The earth should not be heating up this much. And the anchor goes, yeah, but should we just be outside enjoying the warm weather? I was like, Art, life imitating art, people, or art imitating life, or both, or yeah, basically, I say all that to say, wild times, y'all. <laughs> I mean, Earth, it was fun. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's it's unreal. I think it's it's funny. I was talking about this the other day with someone too, and they were like, "Oh, so uh, basically, I can go sunbathing in Antarctica." I'm like, "I know you joke, but like, this is kind of wild, though." And, it's, and it's right. It's like I don't think people realize like the Earth should not be this warm. Like as it like that should not be a thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Jersey. I love a good tan, but that's not what it's about at the end of the day. And I I will say like. 
Uh, I've been traveling a lot, you know, the past couple weeks. So happy to be coming home for some reasons and not happy to be headed back to New York this weekend for others. I mean, it's, it's wild. I think that New York heat, uh, one of my favorite accounts on Instagram is your New York. Um, I just think that the memes are on point. Like there's like a certain vibe and culture that like when you leave New York, you forget how New York is like. So New York, it's like, so New York, it's like, I don't know, even like the language that we speak, like, is it stupid like far, is it dumb far, your, mm-hmm. that's right. No, it's, it's, um, um you know, it's, it's, it's it, it is a whole nother world. It's also the, the New York humidity, New York City humidity, right? I mean, the, well, the, the concrete yeah. jungle, you know, um. Yes, and the the twelve seasons meme I think was my favorite. Hot in hell I think is where we're at right now, currently in the spectrum, right? Like especially with that humidity. That's what kills you. Cities, it just like hits different. And New York is like for those who are not based in New York, and for those who do, like you can relate to this. You have thirty seven different temperature changes throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're blessed enough to have central air or an air conditioner in your unit at all, it's nice and temperate. When you leave, you go outside, it's hot as fuck, it's sweaty mm-hmm. as fuck. You get on the mm-hmm. subway, the platform is steamy, or maybe you're lucky that you get on one of those platforms that has that big ass fan that, <laughs> you know, everyone is crowded around, and then you get on the train, and then it's cold as fuck, but you get everybody's sweaty bodies rubbing against each other. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I haven't been on the subway since before COVID, for, at least in the summer for that reason. I try to walk yeah. as many as I can, yeah. or I drive, but... It's a different vibe, and then you then you hot. It's outside again. You're like beating in the sun, and then you go inside to your freezing cold office, and you're like, "How many layers can I put on? It's can wild. I? I mean, this is why I like work from home vibes are like a real thing this summer. It just it, it's a whole mix of emotions. When I, when I was still working in corporate, one of my old offices in New York City, like I, you know, so in my actual office inside the office, and it was an older building, luckily, so the air would be like. Pump and we're talking like sixty degrees. I'm like, it's the middle of summer and it's freezing. But soup in the summer. That's yeah. I, okay. I could at least open up my window in my office and let the humidity in. Right, that's how bad it is. You have to let the humidity in to counteract the sixty degree cold weather from your from your AC to balance it out. To be like, oh, okay, I'm not freezing. This is actually I can I can deal with this. I mean, I lived in a pre-war building when I first moved to New York when I was. <laughs> 22 years old and i know that feeling very well where you have your window open in this in the winter because <laughs> the heat, that heat it, it smells like burning flesh to a degree once it first starts kicking out but like that's like that building heat you have no control over the level or the temperature all you know is it's high and hot mm-hmm. as fuck like mm-hmm. you could probably cook an egg on the floor of your kitchen if you needed to it's like <laughs> stupid hot right it's and wild I just, the window open is like that to me is like so New York, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe people experience that in other parts of the country, but like, I don't know. Give, give your a follow. <laughs> give your, uh, <laughs> folks, just a, a little bit of quick housekeeping. Uh, we will be off next week. Uh, your boy's taking some much needed R&R. Don't at me. Don't be looking for me because I ain't looking <laughs> for y'all. We will see you when we're back. Anyway. Right. Send me a postcard, Jay. I'll, I'll, send, you already. I'll, I'll send you a postcard. Uh, this is also, Gabby, you know, like the, the the quiet time in the sports calendar, right? Of course, we have WNBA going. Baseball all-star break just ended, but we're getting into the dog days of summer now, right? Where it's like, really, we got baseball. We got U.S. Open tennis coming up, which is one of my favorite events of the year, but that's not until right. end of August. Um, we have WNBA uh, regular season still going on. Um, and you training know, camp. And training camp. Well, football training camp training begins camp, in August. Yeah. And NBA training camp will be here before you know it in September, right? But so right now, this July, August period is kind of quiet. So, you know, folks, take advantage, you know, 
decompress, disconnect from the on the metaverse and the online world and go into IRL, find a beach, find a pool, buy some sign, sneakers, just, you know, do, do your thing out there. Um, I'm excited though, Gabby, because our, our guest today is someone uh, in the sports world, an actual player, um, so it said player, not play us. See what I did there, folks? Um, and, and, and an actual uh, player um, in the major leagues, but I didn't say which major league. Uh, anyway, but someone who is a notorious sneaker collector, um, he's doing some fascinating things, uh, designing his own brand. Um, there's just a lot going on. A very, very awesome dude, and I can't wait for you guys to uh, hear our conversation with him. So really stay tuned. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hello, Gabby. We are back and we are not alone. We are joined by... Basketball player extraordinaire, sneaker collector extraordinaire, Mr. Langston Galloway. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. How you guys doing? Thank you. Thank you for being here, man. We got to see. Got a little, little clap go, from the audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they had to let you know they were happy to see you. Um, all right, man. So it is the off season for basketball right now, but I, I imagine – you are out there training, working on your skills, doing what every player does in the off season. How is the off season going for you so far? Yeah, it's going really good. Um, I've been to numerous amount of mini camps thus far. Uh, played with Team USA mm-hmm. uh, in the qualifiers, um, and then uh, I actually have one more window that I'm trying to hit before the season gets going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Really just been rolling. This summer's been pretty busy. June is I was all over the country and then now July, pretty much the same thing. So it's good. Really good. Yeah. Absolutely. And so for those that I mean, if you watch this show, you are of course NBA fan. But you know, in case you're like Langston Galloway, yes, played for the Knicks, played for the Bucks, mm-hmm. played for the Nets. Like he's been on yeah. a number of different NBA teams. Um and so I know the goal is um to hit up hit a camp this this coming uh season in September. 
lock on with a squad and, you know, show them what you could do. And you, you actually, I want to talk about your Knicks run because you had a, you had a nice run there with the Knicks. And I think, you know, what I always talk about with people when they talk about NBA, I, the NBA to me, Langston, is the greatest basketball league in the world. Obviously, I think it's the best league in the world. Mm-hmm. And I always try to tell people who, like, don't like the NBA, who are like, I prefer college better guy or whatever. I'm always like, that's because you don't realize that this is the best basketball. No, those guys think I go, no. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know how good you got to be to make it in the NBA. Like, and to make yeah. it look as easy as it looks. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah. the, the, the 500th ranked player in the NBA is so good at basketball. Like, it's not even yeah. funny. Because at some level, right, all of you were the best player on several of your teams, right? That's yep. just, that's okay. how your life went. So talk to like the average person about how difficult and competitive that basketball league is. Yeah, no, I heard a, a saying the other day, I think it might have been Kyrie or somebody said it the other day, uh, which which it makes a lot of sense now that he said it. If you look at the NBA as a whole, right, there's only been 5,000 players in the history of the NBA. Like, just think about that, 5,000. Like, think about how many billions of people have been on this earth for the last 75 years. You know, if you think about it, like they've just had the 75th year mm-hmm. anniversary last season, this past season, like 5,000 players have come across, played number of years, and then, you know, have exited and, you know, going on to bigger mm-hmm. and better things. So to think about like all those individuals that have been a part of the NBA, to think about, um, you know, not just getting to the NBA, but sticking, being able to have an opportunity to, you know, mm-hmm. get multiple years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's harder than what people think. Like you, you look at like a lot of people, they come to games and they say, all right, you know, I'm gonna sit up in the rafters and watch the game. And, you know, he's like, oh, it's, it's pretty easy. But then when you get a courtside <laughs> seat or you're closer to the game, you see yeah. how actually how fast it is. Like, you know, guys are flying up and down the court. <laughs> guys are bigger, taller, faster than, you know, what you think when you look at them in person, like, it really makes sense, but people don't understand that, that your average fan doesn't understand that. But, you know, hopefully one day people will understand that. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they might create a, a meta world where you're playing against these guys, and, and, you know, in the meta world. And you can you look up and like, oh, shoot, like they actually that like I don't know how to shoot this shot. So. I yeah. mean, that is my favorite thing because I feel like this is why I always love whenever there's a situation that comes up where there's like an athlete versus a, a Joe kind of thing, a pro versus a yeah. Joe. And like, yeah. I, there was, of course, a show. But I love when it happens sort of organically in the wild, right? Yeah. So one of my favorite ones was like Brian Scalabrini. It was like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. right? And Scal's been <laughs> out of the league for a minute now, right? Yeah, He'll yeah. probably admit to you a little over, you know, a little heavier now than his playing days, whatever. Right. Of course, of course some young athletic dude's like, man, I'll cook you. It's like, all right, bro. Like, okay, we're going to see. Yeah. You, you think you will. It's like, and you know, you're playing one-on-one. It's it's make-take, right? Dude yep. ain't never touched the ball. Like, never the ball. You ain't yeah. never touching the ball. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, hey, look, when you think about your average fan, like, okay, there's a nine to five, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, as an athlete, from my, my, I can only speak about my, how my journey has been. Mm-hmm. I wake up at five in the morning. I lift. I do basketball, 7.30, 10 o'clock. I do basketball again, then I do basketball in the evening. Like, that's three basketball workouts. You know, it consists of, you know, a number of different things working on. But your average fan might get in the gym for 30 minutes to an hour and say, all right, you know, I I had a great day. Like, I do this. Like, I wake up and I do basketball. Like, that's it. That's all I think. I I eat, breathe, sleep, basketball. Like, that's it. So, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's it's on my mind at all points. So, yeah. 
that's the part that the Joe doesn't realize. They do yeah. this. Like, this yeah. is their nine to five. Like, that is mm-hmm. what they do 24 7. Yeah, they're five to nine when the nine to five laughs. <laughs> right. Like, you were going to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, this idea that you're going to come up here, you're going to, I'm like, nah, bro. Like, that's not. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. matter of fact, and Gabby, you know this, most of those weekend warriors at the 24 hour fitness, you're getting cooked by the WNBA players, too. Like, you right. like, yeah. they working you, too. You ain't touching the ball against them, neither. They, I was like, I'm not challenging anybody. So, I don't know who you referring to and why I know this so well, Jay. Hey, look, they, they've, I've, I've seen a couple videos like out there where, you know, your average person has gotten cooked by WNBA players, like even players overseas. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, does, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if, if a person is really, you know, doing something as a profession, mm-hmm. like just just how people go out in the business world and say, I'm a professional, like, I don't know, NFT finder, you know, whatever right. the case may be, like right. they're a professional for a reason. Right. But it's like, that's where people don't understand that. It's like, hey, when you're talking about basketball, like, you know, I'm small, I'm, I'm 6'2". And I'm small, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, small, right? Like, <laughs> Taller than so the average like, human, but small. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I'm average height with most other human beings. And they're like, oh, man, y'all can cook you, man. Like, you, I'm not, oh, I thought you was bigger. Okay, all right, think what you want. Think what you want. Just think what you want. I will bust somebody up, like, real. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It is it's, what it is. It's so funny because it only happens in this profession, right? You don't walk into a cockpit and say, man, I can fly this plane. You don't know what you're doing. It's like, okay, you trying to die tonight? Like, cool. I can fix those teeth and the dentist. I'll be better. Okay, okay, go ahead. I got it. I don't show up to your job and tell you how to do your job. Like That's right. That's right. That's it's right. hilarious to me. I That's love right. it, man. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Obviously, you've been a ball player. And you might, like most people, you probably started playing ball really young. But when did you fall in love with sneakers for the first time? Um, Ever since I was probably about ooh, probably 10 or 11, like my parents, they got me my first pair of Jordans, which was the He Got Games, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan 13s. And I, I had a pair of those and like, then the movie came out and you know it, it was all like kind of like all in one and just like oh man like this is this is amazing so um you know getting those shoes and then like crazy story like my mom ended up throwing them out because i was wearing them so much and I, I didn't even know she threw them out at the time but i was looking for them all around the house i threw them out i'm like mom stayed throwing stuff out you're like what you doing always, man always <laughs> always like you know just breaking rules that they don't need to be breaking you know that's, that's you know, you never gonna throw away a pair of shoes. Like you exactly. gotta keep it for, you know, until you die. You keep exactly. Until you die. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So started collecting, um, which was my only pair, and um, and then uh, as time kind of went on, I didn't collect because you know we really couldn't afford it at the time. And yeah. when I got to college, that's when I started, you know, get my collection together. I would work camps, which I wish we had nil when I was playing mm. because you know you guys get a little bit more money now, so they could they can afford a little bit more, but. You know, I was working camps and working, uh, you know, some some small jobs on the side, just trying to get a couple of things. So, uh, yeah, I started collecting and then, you know, it just blew up from there. Blew up from um, there. I, I know Gabby's going to jump in, but I got to ask, you mentioned that, that he got games, the rounds, and then like, you know, the movie came out. When you saw the movie, you're like, yeah, I made the right choice. I'm trying to play basketball. <laughs> and, and I think you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, what? It, it every, every kid who saw that, that's what you thought. I mean, that's, I wasn't playing basketball good enough, so I knew that wasn't going to be my life. But, hey, look, you know. <laughs> you get to college, you're like, oh, that's how it is? Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking loving basketball. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, basketball, I think to that point, I know Gerard talks a bit about like college versus the NBA. Talk mm-hmm. more about kind of that transition. Right. And I think like, you know, a lot of guests that we have on the show talk about like when they're younger, they didn't necessarily have a big collection. But it's like when started when things started picking up, some of it was performance, whether it's the shoes that they wore on the court or stuff off the court. Um would love to know more about kind of that transition from college into the league and how sneakers were a part of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just to kind of talk about touch on the ba- on, on the basketball side of things first. Um, the biggest thing for me was the speed. The speed of the game changes very fast. Like you think about college at the time when I was playing was a 35 second shot clock. Now I think it's down to 30 now. Um, and so the game was much slower. You know, teams mm-hmm. walking it up. Mm-hmm. They got plays. Teams running a Princeton-style offense. Like, they're slowing the game down. Scores are real low, 39, mm-hmm. 42. You're like, dang, like, it's, it's a low-scoring game. <laughs> but then you get to the pros, and it's like, literally, like, you score a basket. Guys are getting out. They're trying to get down the court, trying to score immediately. Like, you know, they're trying to score within 20, 19 on the clock. So you're like, okay. Um, yeah, I got to work on my, my, my conditioning. I got to work on my conditioning. <laughs> so that was that was definitely the biggest thing. But then, you know, on the shoe side of things, um, I went from, I'd probably say, ooh, maybe 10, 15 pairs when I got out of college, like collecting-wise. Like that's probably all the only pair, only mm-hmm. shoes I had. And then by the time I got um, NBA, because uh, I got called up, didn't get drafted, mm-hmm. came out the G League. Uh, Nike signed me to a contract, which was a two-year deal. So I kind of was blessed because then I was getting free shoes left and right. Like, my, you know, my inventory was building really fast, and I didn't have to do much. You know, they, I go on the site, boom, 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 type it in. <laughs> All right, next thing you know, it's at my door. Um, so I ended up being with Nike for four years, um, the first four years of my, my career. And, uh, you know, and, and that's why I tell people, like, they're like, dang, you got a crazy collection. But I'm like, the first four years, like, they were sending me stuff like I was just, you know, I had a lot of stuff coming at my doorstep and I was just like, I wasn't paying for it. So it was my favorite good. price, for, you know, free 99. Yeah, like, hey, that's the dream, right? It's great. Free 99. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. So uh, I was loving that. That was, that was definitely uh, right at my wheelhouse. So I, 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 I appreciate, I appreciate the time being with Nike. So it's great. It's great. So when you, when you were coming up, was it, because so you were at St. Joe's. So for college, mm-hmm. were, what, what uh, shoe brand school were they when you were there? We we were still Nike. You were still Nike, Nike then, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But we, but we, but my coach kind of give you like a small story real fast. Mm-hmm. He wasn't allowing us to wear whatever we, we wanted to on the court. With the team 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 issue ones, we had to wear the team issue ones, so okay. we couldn't like go out and like find a pair of shoes. So mm-hmm. most guys would be like, dang, like now I gotta wait till a new shoe comes out to get a new shoe. So mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. sucked. That was the only the only bad thing about it. But then, by I think about my senior year, junior junior senior year, that's when. My coach, Phil Martelli, kind of allowed us to kind of, you know, get your own, like, identity uh-huh. and your own, like, you know, just, you know, flow. So it was like, cool, exactly. right, let's, let's go from here. The guys are like, all right, I'm going to get these J's. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love it. <laughs> no, that, that, that's the way to do it. All right, yep. so you, you're in the NBA. You got you signed with Nike for the first four years. Let's go through your sneaker journey. So after Nike, yep. you that, that relationship ends. What do you do then from a sneaker standpoint? Yeah, so then uh, leave, um, like trying to figure out, like, hey, what am I going to do next? Um, I got approached by Q4 Sports, um, and they wanted to, you know, give me opportunity to create my own shoe and, and kind of build my own kind of uh, or have my own creative control with the brand. So mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, let's let's do it. 
Um, and so I was with them for uh, two years. I was with them for two years. And um, it was great. It was great, yeah. great experience. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of transitioned me into, you know, I was a free agent my seventh year in the league. Um, and then this past year, I started my own brand, Ethics. Ethics. Mm-hmm. The brand, me and my wife, uh, she's kind of the face. I'm letting her run it. She's doing everything for the brand. And I'm just wearing the shoes on the court. So it's, it's really, really dope. When you decided to start Ethics, um, where did obviously people know what ethics means, but like in the general sense, but why did you decide on that name and why, you know, what was the, the genesis behind starting your own brand? Yeah. So ethics, um, and kind of, kind of how we got to that was, um, you know, how I got to the, the, the NBA really, um, my work ethic, like that, that's everything. And I tell kids, like, you know, speaking at camps, speaking anywhere, like, you know, the three things that I always lay my hat on is, you know, my work ethic, uh, sacrifice and then you know being able to take care of you know everything that I can which is you know mental my health everything like that like that's huge so um, I kind of laid my head on like a work ethic like alright how can we make this into something that means something to so many other people and um, and so ethics like hey look you you know how you were raised how, how you brought up and um, you know what's gotten you to this point in your, in your life no matter if it's you know it's on the court with basketball um, you know, you're nine to five, whatever the case may be like that, it, you know, everybody has their own ethos and they kind of can build from there. So that was like everything that like we really wanted to push that. And, and that's what we've been continuing to do. We, we just, we're just getting started. We're six months in now and, um, we're, we're just paving out our own little lane, paving our lane. So it's great. It's great. And then, um, uh, when it's come to, uh, just like, the shoes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a journey. It's, it's yeah. truly been a journey. I've been working on this this project for the last two and a half years. Um, me, my wife and, uh, and our designer just going back and forth, just trying to figure out, Hey, how can we find the right factory? How can we find the right, um, um, people to kind of connect mm-hmm. us with that factory? What is the right sample? What is the, the shoe feel? You know, there's so many things that people don't realize your average person doesn't realize what goes in the sneakers. Um, and so, uh, yeah, two and a half years later, then hey, we, we have a shoe and, um, we're, we're at this point where we're about getting ready to launch uh, shoe number four. Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. We talk a lot about kind of that process, right? Like the fashion meets function on mm-hmm. the show too. And I know you talk about like two and a half years worth of research. Like what was that like from like a technological standpoint, right? Like basketball shoes, I think even since like the Jordan one have evolved so much, yeah. uh, and are so specific. So Tell us more kind of about that and then how you netted out to where it is today. Yeah. So, um, so to kind of give you the process. So first is finding, you know, a designer, like somebody that can kind of help you with the process. Um, so kind of reached out, found somebody. Um, we started on, Hey, let's meet up. Let's try to talk about like, what are some do's? What are some don'ts? What's some things I like? What's some things I don't like? Um, Kind of built from there. He came back with an idea. Okay, I like this. Don't like this. Let's do this. Okay, we build from there. Going to a tech pack. Now it's kind of in goes from two D to three D. So now it's kind of all virtual on a computer base. Um, you go from there to then having to outsource and say, all right, well now we need to find out what's the right um, kind of partner or factory or what, whatever the case may be. Trying to find that. So, you know, if you want to try to do it in the States, it's kind of harder. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, the price point for that is, is through the roof. So it's mm-hmm. very hard, especially for an athletic shoe. Like my shoes, mm-hmm. the shoe that we have for ethics is, is an athletic-based shoe. Um, so we end up finding uh, a great partner uh, from the manufacturing side of things over in uh, China. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and to let you know, like COVID was going on while all this was going on. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. never got a chance to see my designer after COVID started, which was probably maybe like a month or two into this project. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of, you know, I was in Louisiana, he was in Detroit. So it was like kind of going back and forth, uh, Zooms, FaceTimes, calls, just trying to figure it all out. Um, and a lot of calls, a lot of calls, a lot of text messages. Then going from there to now we're down to two factories, picking which one makes mm-hmm. sense, finding the right factory. Um, and then basically, hey, giving the factory our tech pack, say, hey, look, we need you to make a sample, mm-hmm. see if it comes back in the right form, sense, uh, and everything like that. And, um, you know, it probably took us eight tries at it, um, which was probably over a span of maybe like three months, four months. And then we finally got a shoot and said, okay, this, this actually is really good. Okay, let's let's get two now. Mm-hmm. And then once I got two, it was like, all right, now we got some. Now we, mm-hmm. we kind of shaking and I kind of give you guys a, a preview of this is the next Ooh. shoe that's coming out. So, uh, yeah, we got some flavors coming out. So, uh, I see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, they kind of break it down uh, and give you a story. So, every shoe that, that we made has a story to it. So, this shoe right here, this is my son's colorways. He he loves Iron Man, which is, you know, the top two, you can yeah. tell. And then the bottom is uh, the Hulk. So, you got green mm-hmm. and green and, um, okay. and purple. So, yeah, that's, that's how we broke it down. And, you know, now we're at shoe number four and we got the ethics logo here. So it's good. I, I, I like yeah. it. You know, um, you said something interesting when you were going back and forth with the designer about likes and don't likes. And one of the things that we always talk about with people and it's not just it's with anything, but in, in a process like this, talk about how important it is to know just as much what you don't like as much as it is what you do, even sometimes more so what you yeah. don't want. Yeah. Yeah. No, way, way more important. Yeah. The. Basically, you know, you have your pros and your cons and, um, you know, you rather have, it's almost like, it's like playing a game. It's like, hey, you rather win, but you hate losing more than you like winning, you know, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, get that. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like, it's like that. It's like you, you rather have more pros, but you hate mm-hmm, cons more than you do, you know, mm-hmm, um, with pros. So it's, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic, but um you know, everything's not going to be perfect, especially from the first shoe standpoint. Um, and there's a lot of things that I learned uh, from a, a standpoint of just like, you know, designing a shoe from the standpoint of um, when you have to worry about the shipping process, mm-hmm. from getting it from China to the States. And then you think about like the the wholesale of like mm-hmm. trying to figure out hey, what what price point do we want to have the shoes at? What um actually amount of shoes we want to have so it's, it's a lot of like you know pros and cons to everything with the shoe with a shoe company first and foremost but you don't see a lot of guys trying it you don't see yeah. a lot of guys no. uh, doing something like this and i was like hey i've you know i've traveled the path um less traveled more than more so than anybody right. uh that I've been around, you know, being undrafted. So I was like, hey, why not do something else that, why you know, not? let's travel. Let's travel. <laughs> I was like, why not? Why not me? So exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this journey. And uh, hey, it's just, it's just getting started. Getting I started. like that. What 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 was the ballistics test like, right? And by ballistics, I mean, well, you got to see how this thing works on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, and you and your style 
of how you like a shoot is for mm-hmm. sure different than, I don't know, Carl Anthony Towns, right? right. Or right. Chris Paul or, mm-hmm. so what was that process like? Yeah, so we, we went into it trying to figure out like, all right, the first shoe, like, you know, to have a low cut shoe, like I love having a low cut shoe. I've, I've always worn low cut shoes, but then also too, I knew how I cut, I moved, I knew exactly what I needed for the court. And so I was saying, all right, let's go with the mid cut shoe because that way I can kind of like divvy it up where it's not like, like all the way far left and it's not mm-hmm. all the way far right. It's kind of mm-hmm. like in the middle. And mm-hmm. so, you know, then you can kind of like see the market, see if like people <laughs> like it, if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can see other players try it out. Okay. I like this. I don't mm-hmm. like this. It's a little too heavy. or it's light. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to figure that all out. So, that was that was the biggest like kind of like appeal that I really wanted to just get out there and just see what what the market was. I didn't want to be just another NBA player just to say, hey, I made another shoe right, and right. it is what it is. But like the shoe is, is vegan made, so it's like all um, just naturally made. And, mm-hmm. and and you know I'm I'm plant based as well. Like mm-hmm. so that kind of speaks to my like ethos. Um, like I, I really wanted to have something that's different in the, in the market space something that you know people can kind of relate to that have a story like i don't want to just tend to like hey look everybody that you know either they want to go nike adidas whatever the case may be right. but if they want to you know do something different and and be a part of something that's that's, that's you know trailblazing the, the path for a lot of players and a lot of athletes hey i like it come come join come join the team <laughs> i like it yeah i think there's so much and it's interesting about being plant-based too because there's been a lot of conversation around that too and athletes that have kind of made that transition um and i think you know to Gerard's point too about like the personalization of shoes and your playing style i mean like i, I don't know if it's too soon to bring up uh zion and the pgs you know or yeah. the paul george's you yeah. know what i mean and it's like that stuff is so important so like landing on a mid for that extra ankle support versus a low um, and testing that out. I mean, how has everything been going with all that transition in terms of like diet, customizing your shoe basically built for you um, Mm -hmm. in terms of playing style? Yeah. So um, we, well, I'm going to say I, because that's what a lot of people didn't understand. Like I was the test dummy. Like I was the person that had to go out in the court. Mm -hmm. And if this thing blew up on me in the game, like people were like, Oh crap! Like he just, he just <laughs> wasted all this time trying to build a shoe, and look what happened. But no, like, um, that was the biggest like kind of like nervous twitch of mine because I was just you know I'm like when I launched it, we were in the finals, and so me to get on the court like in the finals, and people were like, whoa, what do, what do you have on? Like, what's that? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like mm-hmm. to to have a new shoe in the in the space. Mm-hmm. People say, like, oh, no, nah, man, that's not nothing, man. It's going to blow up on them. It's going to do this in the third. But actually was so um, so different for, for me knowing that, hey, I wanted to go back in time and, and relive. Like when I was growing up, all the shoes were cut and sew. Everything was cut and sew. Mm-hmm. And so I told the factory, hey, look, we want to do something different. We don't want to just make come out with, you know, just another like, hey, look, let's get the machines going and, and go from there. But like a cut and sew shoe. So my shoes are all cut and soles, and um, and it's something that a lot of older sneakerheads can kind of relate to because mm-hmm. that's when the game was was different. It was a, it was a whole different lane. It was a whole different style of shoe, and um, that's why I was like, hey, let, let's let's try to continue to to go down this path and have something that I feel like wasn't gonna you know just break down on me, but it was something that was you mm-hmm. know it stuck together. You know, somebody physically made this 
mm-hmm. in hand, and it's and it's, it's going to be a long lasting shoe. So I haven't had any problems. I know I've had some guys 16, 17s try them all out. Haven't had any problems. Um, okay. My weight is different from everybody else's. Like you, like you said, like mm-hmm. you know, I weigh about one ninety, and and most guys, you know, they're probably average two fifty at the max. Um, haven't had any issues, so okay. it's been good. Been okay. good. And so, is is the goal to ultimately have um, you know a bunch of guys just sign on and be like, yeah, we want to we want to rep the brand, right? That's that's the goal. Put it out there. I mean, it is the goal, but I don't I don't think necessarily like that's the the like what we're we're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, my story is different from everybody else's. Like you know, mm-hmm. I look around the locker room most of the times when I'm playing in the league. Like you know, there might be one other guy that might be undrafted. Everybody mm-hmm. else has been drafted. You know, mm-hmm. the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so so our, our three tiers that we're looking for is um, HBCUs, so mm-hmm. guys that you know mm-hmm. undervalued, guys that you know are looking for opportunity. The grassroots teams that you know aren't sponsored by the bigger yep. bigger brands, but they you know they want to just you know try something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a, we've had two different programs already reach out, want to okay. do something, uh, working on a third right now. Mm-hmm. And then women's basketball, like that's yep. another area that we want to target, and mm-hmm. uh, we want to see. Um, we have our um, like I said, we have four, five, and six getting ready mm-hmm. to come out uh, throughout the fall, and then we're going to get ready to launch number two, uh, shoot two. So uh, we're excited about like you know getting into like women's the women's yeah. side of things smaller sizes and really seeing them um you know change the game because i feel like that's that's an untapped market and yep. and people really don't see them as you know as as leverage and yep. and they yeah. see them as you know something special like they they really like the women's basketball game is is unbelievable like i, yeah. I you know i have a daughter as well so she's mm-hmm. gonna be you know in that realm sooner rather than later but uh it's just like to see how they play and underneath the basket and like how skilled mm-hmm. they are like that's that's everything so i, I yeah. really appreciate all they do for our game because they, they they really motivate and really encourage a lot of women out there no it's great and what you're doing with ethics is is that you're you're, you're you know you're you're filling a market need right because mm-hmm. nike and adidas and all the big ones they're, they're, they're gonna get all the top teams and the yep. you know but the hbcus the grassroots who aren't smart like in the women's game those are the underserved markets right like yep. and it aligns perfectly with your story, which is being an undrafted player, right? So in yep. that way, you're you were underserved, if you want to use yep. that term, right? Um, so now heading into, as we said, late in the summer, moving towards NBA training camp, what is without you know? Because I know how the league works, you can't like really say too much stuff. But what's what's the thing that's gonna get you that you think that you need to stick, or are you like, look, I'm good enough to stick? It's just about the right situation where a team realizes like I, I got this because you, you you were at the Suns you guys went to the finals uh, mm-hmm. in the 2021 season uh, but I imagine for you as much as that was the pinnacle for all NBA players you want to get a nice nice run where you could just stick out in the league you know for the next several years absolutely absolutely yeah no nah, um, you know it's a little bit of both um, just just kind of for myself uh, mentally like trying to show that hey look people have kind of put me under the radar, uh, which is, you know, been my whole life. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been given to me. It's always mm-hmm. been hard. It's always been a journey. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love, you know, being a part of a journey. Like, that's that's just my career. And uh, I can't really pinpoint, hey, look, this is what I need to work on. This is what I need to add. This is what I need to take away. Like, it's just, hey, going out there and showcasing, hey, look, this is what I do. Either you like it or you don't like it. And so uh, that's, that's all I've been working on this summer, like, you know, from a defensive standpoint, mm-hmm. being able to play on the ball, off the ball, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever team needs. Like, that's 
and then shoot now I'm, I'm a veteran now so mm-hmm. you know going into my ninth season like it, it's really uh been pretty cool to you know mentor the young guys and, and mm-hmm. be able to um just see you know a lot of guys that i've you know been a part been been around and, and seeing how their growth is going and they always reach out to me hey i appreciate everything you've done like yeah you know just just trying to mm-hmm. give back to the next generation because eventually hey this ball's gonna stop bouncing for me but <laughs> you know hopefully no time soon but yeah, when it yeah. stops bouncing i'll be able to say hey look i gave you know as much as i could to the game and gave it to the next generation and then hey i'll see what's next absolutely oh, i love that um I feel like the G League to that point, right, has made so many different strides and changes. Um, big fan of G League and Westchester Knicks. Jay knows I was going to have to drop that in at some point. So. Um, but, yeah, I, I think in terms of kind of that next generation, um, I'd love to know more just about, like, your thoughts on the G League, where it's come from since you played there and, and where it is now um, versus the look ahead. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's it's taking leaps and bounds. I'll say that for sure. Um, when I was in the G, well, D League at the time, mm-hmm. uh, it has yeah, I know, right? It's it's, it's made a, a huge change. It's gotten a lot of uh, makeovers uh, from the standpoint of uh, you know Gatorade taking it over and sponsoring it now. Um, you see the G League Ignite now, like in the league, like they have like you know guys going right from high school to the G League Ignite and really, you know, showcasing their skills, but also, too, getting a chance to play against pros. Like, that's what it's all about, like, getting a chance to get in get in there as fast as you can and then, hey, see see if you can make a make a mark for yourself. So um, I'm just I'm just thoroughly impressed. Like, you know, um, the, 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 the whole league in, in, in a whole has really um, changed from when I was there because of, like, the living situations, the payment plans changed. Um, even, like, you know, playing at different cities or, or travel, like, mm-hmm. you know, you still travel commercially. Yeah, like, that's still a part of it, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Like, you know, you had to connect here, 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 like, to get to a game, or you fly in the day of a game, play that game that night, then fly out the next morning. Like, it just, you know, it didn't make sense. But now, you know, it's more accommodating situations with, the East team stay on the East, the West team stay on the mm-hmm. West. And then it's like, all right, when the playoffs comes, then you, you know, you see, and you, uh, you really get a chance to, um, you know, see these guys get a chance to showcase themselves. So it's great. It's great. All right. But before we uh, wrap this segment, you got to send a message out there to Nick fans. So that's where they know you from Westchester Knicks. You made your whole thing, you know, Talk about if, if you or say something that like you know should give Knicks fans some hope that things are going to get better in the Big Apple. I mean, we. Need I mean, it. hey, yeah, about to say. I mean, they they, they made a, a huge jump in in the free agency market. They rarely do, and uh, I, you know, I'm excited to see you know what they what they're going to do next. Uh, ho- you know, hopefully they land a big fish uh, to to kind of complement their, their new additions. And uh, you know, once a Nick, always a Nick. So. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate all the love from all those fans because they always always show me always show me love. See that Knicks fans, you you, you got some positive news out there from Langston Galloway. You, you got you know you got your Jalen Brunson. Hopefully you'll get you know I, you know you know who we ain't gonna say, but y'all know. Hopefully, because because if you say it, it's not gonna happen, right? That that's, right, that's the... <laughs> right, exactly, 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 exactly. All right, folks. Of course, you know Langston talked about um, his crazy shoe collection now. While he is not in his home right now with his thousands of pairs of shoes, he does have some shoes with him that he will show us in the next segment presented by Another Lane, Shoe and Tells. Everybody stay tuned. Don't go away.
What's good, everybody? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by AnotherLane.com. Look, every week I get on here and tell you people about Another Lane. If you want to get a shoe education, you want to be with like-minded collectors, you want to understand the sneaker game, log on to AnotherLane.com and do all you can to get, get your knowledge up. Now, Langston, we said you ain't at home, so all the heat's not there, right? So if you think yeah. about it like that, he got like some travel heat, right? But it's still going to be some nice stuff. Love so it's, it's, it's your show, my friend. Take it away. Show yeah. us what you got. Yeah. So first one um, on all these are like kind of recent pickups, but just, you know, just something that, you know, when, Ooh, when the school, so, you know, a little, little heritage. Um, <laughs> so these, these, these are dope. Some, some different, um, you know, I, I normally go with uh, like all of the classic. I like the classic colorways mm-hmm. and I'm trying to stick to that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this actually, you know, it, 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 commemorates that and uh, I, I just like the colorway it's simple it's, and uh, it's, it's, it's dope eh? I, you know I rock whatever I can so man, cool. man after my own heart those are my those are my colors simple nothing yeah. crazy but, yeah, but Langston, keep, keep, keep it a buck though you ain't on sneakers app like the rest of us poor lonely souls when you want to get a pair <laughs> you know you just you just send out a text yo man I need these <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm making a call I'm making a call call it to call it to I mean okay. I got a, I got a lot of stuff to trade I got a lot of stuff to trade but I, I haven't I haven't done much I haven't done much lately so these are, these are kind of a couple of big pickups that I made so um, let's see let's see what else I got for you guys so this pair right here I think you guys will like this one um Another, another dope pair. Wait, hold on. I'm going to show you right now. I'm going to take what's on my foot. Oh, you see? Look at that. Now, did you text him and tell him that you were wearing those, Gabby, ahead of time? Don't I front. I did not. <laughs> no, I actually did not. I didn't even do my kicks pick yet. No okay, things this, happened before filming this episode, y'all. So, so now I have both pairs, the concepts, yep. uh, Air Maxes. Uh, I'm like, yo, I, yeah. needed, I needed both. I needed both colorways. Like, I love the heavy. That one's... Oof. Yeah, I, I, like, I love what Concepts does, man. Concepts yeah. really does some nice collaborations. I really they like, they and they, they they actually put time into the story, and it, I, I like it a lot, man. And it's a shoe that wears really well, right? Like, not only is it like it comfortable, but like I got it. I'm like, this is a little bit more out there than I usually rock. Not yep. far out, some might say. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I, I just I can't wear this shoe enough. Honestly, it's amazing. Just the yeah. patterns, the colorways, it pops. I don't know. I'm a big fan. So hey, you you can dress it up, you can dress it down, you can do whatever you want to do it. So it's good. It's good. I know me. I know me. So my walk around day to day, like to Saucony's, mm-hmm. uh, some Asics, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. New Balance has really been like big in my, my rotation right now. Like mm-hmm. fresh, the Joe Fresh Good, Joe Fresh Good man, he's been mm-hmm. killing the game. Him. Um, uh, what is it? what's the other one? Oh, John, John, man, mm-hmm. they've been killing the game for for, for uh, New Balance. So, uh, big shout out to those guys, man, at, at oh New Balance. God. And then the last, last but not least, uh, and I'm only gonna show you guys three pairs. See, you're he, he, not, he not trying to show off too much. He's like, let me just. Yeah, I, know, I, can't, I can't show too much. I can't show too much. Today, so. I, I haven't worn these. I haven't worn these. Oh. These still out the box. Georgetown's. Yeah, yeah man. Classic, day. classic colors. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually have a couple. I haven't gotten the 85s in the Georgetown's, but I have gotten the 85s in the Chicago's. I've gotten the 85s in the Metallic Red. Um, the UNC 85. So I have a couple like 85. Like I actually have 85s in my collection. So I'm, I'm trying to get all the 85 just to have them like, you know, just store it up there. But uh, uh, yeah, that's, this is, that's, this that's is what I'm at right now. I have, this is I, what you're I'm a like, serious collector. Big. 
<laughs> I, yeah, but I said, I've done all like the, you know, getting all the different general releases. I can get those. Those are easy. But it's like, hey, I got I to gotta find the older stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I got to find the older yeah. stuff. Like, See, when you when you a baller, the general release is light work. You're like, oh, I can yeah. get them. So yeah, I'm yeah, worried I about those. that. I can get those, yeah. Um, we, we had a guest on last week, um, Langston, and I, I, I Unbreakable Kick, shout out to him in Vegas. He had, oh, yeah, or Chicago, yeah. excuse me. He had a great collection. He had all the... Um, the, the collegiate joints, right? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. and I, I just, wow. I love those, right? All, all those PEs, like yep. the, the the UNC threes, but not with the Jumpman logo, with the UNC right. logo on the top, right? The right, Oregons, right. the same ones. I'm like, those are fire. And I'm like, yeah, man. He, he's, he's collected all of them. He got all of them. Like, <laughs> like big kudos to him because I don't know if he, he paid for them, but, you know, like you still, <laughs> yeah. you know, have, you have to trade in some stuff for mm-hmm. those and, mm-hmm. You gotta make you gotta make some 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 huge decisions to get those. So yeah, big big shout out to Unbreakable Kicks, man. He's doing he, he, he doing a great thing. So I don't know. I, I don't well, know I, I, I I texted him after the show. I was like, you know, I want them UNC threes and those Oregon threes, but I am not literally breaking open my retirement account. So you tell me tell me what I can yeah. get at a reasonable price, and we'll, we'll work. Yeah, that's out. a conversation I can't have, Jay. That's that's the difference in this game. Is I can't be like, all right, let's make a deal. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. No, but but the good thing about right now um and gabby would notice is that if you go because i was just at a uh, sneak con in vegas just vegas, there but most of your high-end sneakers are kind of coming down right now mm-hmm. the market's kind of dropping a little mm-hmm. bit so i'm like mm-hmm. hmm might be perfect time for me to just grab a couple just, and then just, to buy, 100%. just wait yeah, just wait you might Watch, watch that. Watch the stock yeah. X as gabby uses stock X for the for the stock market price watch to see watch what they're the selling for and yeah, it this is. is, I mean, just like the stock market, when prices go low and everybody running away, that's your time yeah. to jump in and that's buy. That's your time to jump in. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saving up, and then when it's time to just sneak on in there, grab all these pairs, and boom, and my collection gets even bigger. But, but yeah, but, but, but one day, one day, one day, we got to do a sneaker uh, tour of my collection. Like I got some some crazy stuff in there. I, I definitely want to show off. So, oh, yeah. we are happy to do that, my man. Yeah, By all yeah. means, for sure. Beats in the streets for short. Langston, man, this is dope. We appreciate having you on. Tell the people where they can find you, follow your basketball journey this coming season and all that. Yeah, so you can find me, uh, Lane Galloway 10 on IG, Ethics the Brand, um, ethicsthebrand.com. Um, please go check us out. My wife is doing everything. She's running everything and really making a mark in the scene. So, you know, if you guys uh, feel like hey, you, you have some ethics and you, you feel like that's, that's the right brand for you, we would love your support, love your efforts, and uh, hey, hope to see you guys soon and much blessings. And um, hey, catch you soon. Shout out to Mrs. Galloway for holding it down uh, with ethics. And folks, you know where to find us. Of course, we are part of the Count the Dings Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. And until next time, peace. <laughs>